<laughs> like a loose tooth that will pop out. <laughs> Just wiggles in there. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm so a mouth wound. Uh, oh, yeah. is, that, is that your introduction? <laughs> I'm Chinipa Hanska Luger. I'm a mouth wound. <laughs> Do <laughs> the, it again. The one you keep pushing your tongue on to taste that bitter, coppery <laughs> flavor of mouth blood. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm actually really sweet. My name's Chinupa Hanska Luger. <laughs> I am... Um, Oh, what am I? Where do I come from? I come from the planet Earth, originating in the lands of North Dakota. Uh, I'm a river child, and uh, I currently live in New Mexico, uh, outside of Santa Fe, and uh, reside in a in in that in in this household. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I'm coming from. Thanks for having me in your household. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm Lena Minifee. Um I am from a complicated background history. Um, right now, I'm, I'm obviously in Santa Fe visiting you guys. It's been nice. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. Um, I'm Simshian on my mother's side, so we're matrilineal. I'm ha- from the house of Widali, um, Gispidwada, which is... Blackfish or killer whale clan, and anthropologists call us Simshian because that's our language. But uh, we're Gihahla Nation, so Kitkatla Nation is the English way of saying it. Um, La Clan or Dolphin Island, um, raised between Prince Rupert and Kitimat, BC, British Columbia. <laughs> uh, and my dad's side is third generation settler, <laughs> British. Um, Definitely was one of the families that pushed out uh, local Heisla people in order to start a company town. So I'm I'm made up of both those, both those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm Awache. I'm dripping earth. Uh, you guys have real pretty sounding things. Um, Dolphin Island and. <laughs> Sounds like Ginger should be from Dolphin Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my clan's named after like how the Earth Lodge leaks and mud drips down the inside wall of the Earth Lodge. Awache, oh. dripping earth. <laughs> but we're landlocked, so I'm from North Dakota, Nandan, Hidatsa, Narikara, and uh, Lakota, and Austrian, and Norwegian, so mm-hmm. also... Wonder my too. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I've been trying to say more so is uh, 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 Norse or Scandinavian descent rather than the nationalist, mm. um, like the region where they're from, mm-hmm. or Germanic. Because when I was in Europe, this lady had a really hard time understanding because I made them put Norwegian and Austrian and stuff on the name tag for. Uh, uh, within the native art industry, they always want to um, label w- where you're from and just your tribal affiliations. So I made them put all of my European affiliations on it as well. But there was a lady there who was having such a hard time. She was like, how can you be Austrian and Norwegian? Like, how? How is that possible? And so after a five-minute discussion of trying to talk about 
North America and people moving into the country and all of this sort of stuff. I ended the conversation with the international index finger in um, the circle with the left hand in and out, creating the... This is a penetrative... uh, Yeah, creating... (laughs) Motion. (laughs) This is how. We're referring to copulation of the human species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The best answer to anything ever. You know. Well, you know, that's that's interesting because I think about all of this because we are in this world right now, right, where um, you're going to be pretty hard pressed to find anyone pure anything, right? Um, And yet we, you know, we're in this interesting point in history where... um, we're, you know, struggling for voice, struggling for recognition, um, you know, several generations of inequity and the struggle for equity, uh, civil rights and all of these sorts of things. And, um, and now we're like this, you know, entire generation of wonder mutts and we had nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like we as the individual didn't really have anything to do with um, the the copulation of our of our ancestors. Yeah, exactly. And yet. So. So. And now it's like hyper um, identity politics and 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 things like this, trying to get a foothold to find the right wording and placement of of ourselves and recognition. Um. And yet, identity is one of those really weird things where it's super personal, right? I mean, this is a very personal thing. Your, it's I- the your identity, ultimate personal, right? <laughs> it's and, the ultimate personal thing. And yet, it can only be validated externally. I have a theory. I have a theory about this identity crisis. Okay. This this thing happening. Um, I think it has always happened. I think there was not spaces to talk about it before. I feel like um, this is part of our life cycle as we turn into um, mature humans that kind of are responsible for uh, many things in our life cycle. I feel like um, through my background a little bit in psychology that we as humans enter this identity crisis when we're in our younger teens and some people don't successfully move through that stage to go into the next part of adulthood when you wrap up your identity crisis, which is about, you know, between the ages of like 13, 14 to about 20, could be good, 26 or 27. That this is this privileged youth stage that we're extending that youth mm-hmm. and kind of are, are wanting to be part of youth culture. It's not un, so much unlike Japan. So I really, my theory is, is that uh, identity crisis or crises have always happened for for everybody, for all people in history. Um, it's part of our life cycle. So our life cycle includes, you know, becoming uh, a tween or a teenager, and we start to sort of question where we are in the world and our identity. And that cycle can last until like 26 or 27 as people go into the next adulthood stage, which is becoming parents and setting up the world for their children or... Um, or, or creating work, or, 
or doing something else as far as like responsibilities to the world um, and kind of looking outward instead of looking inward. And so I think that identity crisis has always happened. There might not have been the channels to talk about it. There might not have been the space. It might not have been um, allowed to be talked about in media. Now that we have social media and internet that everybody can use, and that's a lot of the voice that we're seeing is youth and people in this kind of stage talking about it. It's much more obvious. Um, I also think that North America is starting to be more youthful and kind of worshipping the youth culture, almost like Japan. And so I think we might be getting stuck in that stage for a lot longer or holding on to that internal perspectives. Um, I mean, just population density as well. I mean, all the baby boomers had children and then their children, you know, are, yeah. that's a, that's an exponential amount of growth plus security, um, financial security and whatnot. Uh, so the population of youth, you know what I'm saying, is vastly outnumbers the yeah. older generations. This is the biggest population as far as like millennials since the baby boomers. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's, I think a lot of people are quick and especially after, you know, all this mainstream politics to kind of be like, this is identity politics. Uh, and a lot of the social justice work is actually about what you're talking about, human rights, civil rights, indigenous rights. Is that identity politics? I I, I would kind of differ. I think identity politics is an individualized uh, version of um, something that the collective as a whole, people are trying to struggle and fight for. Yeah. But I mean, even that's, even that's tricky and double-edged because, I mean, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of this thing, um, once you start engaging with people under those large umbrellas, you know what I'm saying? It's very difficult to create. Um, uh, I mean, I, I think about this just from the lens that I've experienced as like a native person in North America, an indigenous person. Um, I live in the Southwest and my culture, like actual culture, community culture of, of like Mandan, Hidatsa, Lakota practices, half of the stuff we do is like taboo to the native people down here, you know, mm. where I mean, and, and trying to find a, um, a thread of, of congruence, I guess, between, you know, Native American and under that umbrella is tricky. You know, it's a, it's a tricky thing. I, yeah. I don't think pan-indigenous or like the Indian collective identity, I don't think that can exist anymore. Right. So how the do end you, of it. how do you engage with that conversation of, of civil, human, indigenous rights mm -hmm. um, when there's all of those, you know, it's, it's, it's fracturing. You know what I'm saying? Like the closer you look at it, the further apart all the parts are, yeah. you know. Um, well, high five. And what's good for... <laughs> high five. High five. <laughs> I, I also come from a, a place where uh, our practices and the way of being... I, I lived in the prairies for a long time, is looked at as backwards people. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just had this conversation with one of our fellow alumni the other night about the color black. And so all West Coast people were black and red and white sometimes. But it's the colors that we had for our form line, our art, it's in our clothing. Most people I know were all black from West Coast. I go to the um, Nakota area or Cree area <laughs> or black area, and they're like, only backwards people wear that <laughs> color all the time. And, and you guys 
go counterclockwise and we're clockwise. So oh, so you are backwards. <laughs> we are people. backwards people. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're con- and we're from the dark coast. Like we we represent blackness on the yeah medicine wheel. So we have the darkest nights. We're not we're comfortable with black. We have the blackest nights and that lasts for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I understand though being out of place and out of context. Yeah, I know it's in, it, it is interesting though. Um, I mean, I'm I'm looking for that great leap from. Um, I don't know. I just I just recently had a, a conversation around um, how these larger institutions and whatnot can help you know create voice create. Uh, uh, equity, create uh, space for native indigenous arts and culture and, and stuff like this. And I don't know, I just, I have this feeling in my guts that, you know, this idea of, of civilization, this idea of progress, this idea of, of equity and equality and, um, and, and being on the same page and in the same light, you know, um, that like the dominant culture is, you know, in, you know, in that spotlight, that that light is flickering, you know, that, that, Mm. that they want to raise us up to where they're at Mm. to, so that we feel equal. And there's a part of my, myself that's just like, why? would I want to be where you're at? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like like, that normative. Totally. I'm like, you guys are failing. Like you're watching your shit fall apart, apart, like crumble around you. And yet the light is still on, you know what I'm saying? And you think, you think you can help everybody else out. And I'm like, no, you need help. Like is their, their, glory is dangling by a very thin thread and yeah. that thread is frayed you know what i'm saying and yeah. it's and, and and it's unraveling as we speak and i swear to god when that thread breaks it's going to be all those folks who they look down on who are considered third world you know what i'm saying backwards uh, other yeah yeah like like you know whether and 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 a lot of it i think has to do with um you know, capital, like people who they don't think have the financial means that they have, like that's what, that's the standard in which they want to raise them up to. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's poisonous though. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't know what to do, um, um, you know, head of such and such institution if the lights went out, you know what I'm saying? If your cell phone stopped working, you wouldn't know what to do. You know, um, if, if a meteor took out that one satellite that kept everything, you know, ticking the, the right way, you would be lost. And there would be like, you know, every homeless person in America would be king because they would know how to survive in those situations. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, I don't know, it's just funny to me because it's, it's such a thin, um, it's such a thin line that decides what's what, you know? I don't, I don't know. It's it's a really strange way. I just keep thinking about like, you know, these steps of progress, you know, um, where I think about it, if like, you know, equality puts us all at the same line, 
why is where where the dominant culture is the line that we must reach? Yeah, why is that the norm- normal? Yeah. Um. So there's a woman, Gloria, and I forget her last name, who wrote The Borderlands, and um, I have this great uh, colleague and friend who taught this class about the Borderlands, and basically she talks about, she's Chicano, Latina, um, she talks about the center, this is like the circle, the center is like white, cisgender male, power, money, capitalism, (laughs) you name it, stockbrokers, and that each consecutive ring kind of gets more, you know, othered, um, until people are in the Borderlands, and so these people that don't kind of fit into any of these kind of labels and structures that, that come with privilege, and, and that people are pulling people into the center. They only, they crack open the door for a bit to pull others into the center, being like, I'm opening, this is inclusive, this is diversity, you can come in the center with us. But you have to emulate the center. It's not actually doing any change. It's assimilation. Um, Whether you choose to go in yourself or be pulled in, it's a requirement of assimilation uh, to that way of being, and that the borderlands, that people really have to start going outside. And that, that center's breaking down. I really agree that the center's breaking down, and now science and technology and ideas like even NASA are looking to other people to be like, how do we think about new things that are interdisciplinary, integrative and <laughs> land-based and come from different kinds of knowledges because the way the center is structured, it's, it's, it's siloed, it's specialized, um, it's uniform and not a lot of innovation or and no, problems can and be no solved meaning. from there. Yeah, no meaning. Lack of meaning. That's something that I've been thinking about quite a bit. I was talking with a friend of mine, and I was trying to figure out what this... Uh, I'm going to pour myself a little bit okay. of coffee, so excuse this. It's not, I'm not urinating. <laughs> Thank you for not urinating. <laughs> Everyone listening, this isn't me just peeing in a cup. I'm giving it's myself coffee. and coffee. tea. <laughs> And let me also add that I am, my chin is resting on the table. I, I, this is usually the position I'm in. No, this is All good. the time. I what you're experiencing right now I'm, is from my eyes I'm, and my I'm body. I'm fine with it. I think it's really good to change. Like, you know, once again, I had nothing to do with the height that I have. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I didn't, these are just mm-hmm. the bones, Neither you know? do I. Right, exactly. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, being from the plains, you know? Yeah. I'm like, dude, you got four foot tall grass, you're going to get tall people. I just have this, I, I tell this to people all the time, I'm short. So I'm tall for my family. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> this is some honest stuff I'm laying down. I am 5'1". My mom is about 5'. My grandmother's is about 4'9". Like, a lot of my aunties are about 4'9", 4'10". And so we're, we're island people. There's rocks and there's like tumultuous ocean. Wind. And we have wind and canoes. And I was like, we don't need to, we, we don't need running legs. It's we're not just, advantageous. <laughs> it's not advantageous. We, in evolutionary, we're, we're built to climb up rocks, like mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of our limbs. I'm great. <laughs> all your limbs are the same All length. my limbs are the same length. <laughs> no, that's not true. Although there's, I have a friend who's from Australia who, they have all the limbs the same length. Um, and you have to be kind of short and to kind of get up the rocks. And then upper body strength for canoeing. Like, that's how a, yeah. our transportation was. So everybody in the prairies, I've just imagined just, like, being runners. Just, like, yeah. there's these African tribes that are just, like, runners. And they're just so tall and so lean. Yeah. We're, we just like to, so we can see further over, over yeah. the grass <laughs> on the flat plains. Uh, we don't really run, but we can point really good with our faces. You that's know? good. <laughs> 
You never ran. Your people never walked long distances. They never walked. Tell Ever. me about it. <laughs> it's amazing I got this far. <laughs> no, um, no, I like I like all of that. What was it, what were we talking about before I digress? Center of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, power centers. <laughs> oh, um, um, lack of me- lack of meaning is something lack that of you were talking about science and and having all of this stuff. And this is something that I've re- I've read into. I was talking with my friend Gabe. Um, Gabriel Bacon, shout out to Gabe, because he, I was t- trying to figure out what was the like original poison like like i see you know particularly in this era of the united states and and presidency and all the politics that's that are being brought to the table and and all of these front lines you know uh protests happening around the country um particularly at the beginning of all of this um and i'm I'm just looking at all of the all of the you know episodes of this tumultuous time and what I'm seeing are symptoms, you know, um, each one, I'm like every single one of these, you know, front lines, these protests, these, these, um, uh, arguments against the state, these, you know, trials for, for equality, civil, human, and, you know, whatever form of rights, constitutional, um, all of these things seems to be, symptoms of an original poison, an original sickness, you know? Mm. And I'm like, we need to quit attacking the symptom and get to the, get to the root of the matter, you know? And for me, I was like, maybe it has something to do with, um, dominion. That's what I, that was my main focus. I was like this idea of dominance, I think created like a, a, a pretty, um, a, a, a wound that got infected. Yeah. You know what I'm the saying? Protestant, the Protestant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Doctrine of Discovery, Manifest Destiny, There's, and also dominance over everything in the earth. Totally, totally. Yeah. But, but, but at this point in history, like, I think that is, like, the, the original, you know, poison or the original wound. But I think what we're infected with now at this point, and this was thanks to Gabe. He was, we had a long talk about this. Um, he said narcissism and lack of meaning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really good. Because, I mean, I think about when, you know, you were mentioning, you know, sciences and this, this inner circle. And it has the ability to describe anything around itself, you know, to a definition. You know what I'm saying? But the, the, the understanding ends there, you know, with description. But it has no meaning. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like these are once again, it's like you've re- reduced it down to, to words somebody could understand, and yet when you tell the story, like I think about this within indigenous cosmologies and really just like human cosmologies from around the world. You know, there was a point where we had, we may not ha- have had the mathematical proof of of you know, some of these modern mathematical, yeah, totally, totally. And, but what we did have within these cosmologies is incredible meaning that described the, the phenomenon, you know, Mm -hmm. and that meaning was beautiful, you know, and, and and it, and it, um, and it resonated, you know, Mm -hmm. it resonated a lot more than, um, you know, the loss of electrons, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> although that that doesn't mean that Lost Electrons was not included in some of the stories. No, but, no, and, yeah, and, but that's but it's multi-tiered and multi-narrative, and and it was, and it's still no, I didn't say you say it was, but I still think mm-hmm. there's still some of that that we've been able to be exposed to. Well, I think we've maintained it uh, around the world. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, people who still are you know feel as though they're a part of this place. You know, the 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 earth. You know the 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 cosmos, the universe. You know, yeah. rather than a um, a lens to experience it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, don't be a lens to experience it. Be in the dish. You know what I'm saying? Be in the petri dish. Like, yeah. feed the thing. Like, you're a part of it, and it's beautiful. It's more beautiful that than that way than to sit outside of it as an observer. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm going off in a weird direction but no this is, this is I, I think that taking me back to <laughs> I, Steve lost class <laughs> Digital philosophy <laughs> I think that struggle for for um, meaning is something that the larger um, dominant culture could um, rather than lifting us up I think they should practice a little bit of humility and recognize what they've lost or misplaced. Yeah, actually, I think I think that is happening. I think that's why I think, such, so I think that's why the the shift and the focus is turning. Um, I wanted to say like the going back to power and like, what is the ideal dream? What does manifest destiny look like in modern days today? And I've decided that like the neoliberal or neoconservative dream is to kind of be individual, have like no no children, to look after thyself first, do what thy, thy pleases thyself end up in these little boxes in the sky that you own and to own all the things, you know, you can, you can you see online. Are talking about the cloud? No. <laughs> <laughs> if condos are the cloud, I'm good at that analogy. Um, but that's kind of the ideal life that's sold to the people who've bought into everybody can own a piece of something. Mm-hmm. This condo in the sky by yourself, just 300 square foot. You can live the lifestyle. That you want and dream of, you know. We'll send you meals with ingredients <laughs> prepackaged um, to your doorstep so that you can cook like Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you can get anything delivered to your door, right? You don't even have to experience shop, the shopping experience. You don't have to experience your neighbors anymore or animals or where your food's from. Mm-mm. So, and that's... That's the kind of like the techno, you know, like the techno, techno, technocracy, techno, you know, the techno elite, um, but not techno music, <laughs> technology elite, technocracy, Tech, the technocrats, technocrats, yeah, I think it's getting there, yeah, um, <laughs> um, but like you know, cyber lib- libertarians who are just all about. Make it for yourself. Make it on your own. Yeah. Well, Being I mean, I, I know this country was built on rugged individualism. You know what I'm saying? This whole bootstrapping aspect. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is like one of the saddest things I could ever imagine. Like fighting your whole life, lifting yourself up all by yourself um, and ending up in your little box in the sky alone. alone. Yeah. Maybe typing to people on 
Oh, dude. On technology, just, just, which you don't even know if that's a real person on the Just emojis, not. not even actual <laughs> letters anymore. Um, but it's, yeah, this, I, I think that's the saddest thing, too. Um, okay, so it is falling apart, though, right? Like, Yeah, well, I think that's why people are turning. Why, I, why do you think people showed up to Standing Rock? I mean, it wasn't a cool party. <laughs> you know this. Some people try to make it. I know, a party. I know. To those ravers who try to make it a party, you're jerks. <laughs> no, Just thank saying, you, you're, thank you're you guys jerks. too. Don't um, bring the sound system. There were so to everything with ceremony. Um, <laughs> you know what I saw a lot up there that was amazing to me were um, uh, trimmers, like people who create a career of trimming marijuana. You know. Um, that's a that's a deal. You can trim trees. That's, that's also a career, but also trim marijuana. Yeah, yeah. And so they that a lot a lot of the folks who I saw come in towards the end there were literally trimmers. Like I, you know, they just like cashed out and they were like, "We're gonna do something. We were gonna go to Bali, but let's do this instead." In you their know? backyard, that's actually a really big step for Americans. Like not so you're in your box in the sky, but you also want to travel everywhere and see everything in the world. But just a view in this third person objective viewer, you just want to like be a tourist of everything right? well you know the it's cool also that thing like is, arm's length thing where you're trying to be like there's a tourist of everything it's not even an arm's length it's you can you can be right in it but just stand behind your uh smartphone and mm-hmm. and then you view it you're in it but it's, you're not there yeah and, and and but you proved it to everybody because it's facebook lived you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like there's something really strange about that um, that's narcissism too no totally the selfies totally the obsession about talking about yourself constantly like in a broadcasting way not having a conversation or starting dialogue but just this is me look at me this is what I do this is what I eat for breakfast this, yeah. is my, this is my friend who I don't know very well but <laughs> pretend like we're the best in the world well let me also say that Ginger's editing this all together and uh, Lena and I are actually just talking to ourselves alone <laughs> in rooms and ginger put it all together to make it seem like a conversation we are having a conversation is this not a conversation (laughs) no um yeah okay let's get back to connections connection connection let's just do this focus people really looking for something people really looking to other you know and other cultures and it's problematic when they're consuming because capitalism and consumerism makes us want to just take little pieces of things that we like and it's very American to kind of just take a little piece from there and a little piece from there and I can consume and absorb whatever religion or spiritual practice I want to if I like it and if it suits me at this moment I'll do something else mm-hmm. but I think it can be prepackaged and it can be prepackaged but Standing Rock wasn't that that wasn't prepackaged and people couldn't just consume or take part of it yeah and then they they had something cracked open and they couldn't put back in the box right and well you know I think something really interesting that happened there particularly was that a lot of people were coming to that place to be a part of this like new movement you know um but and it's, it's not new. No, it was so old. <laughs> so old. It was so old that they like they were like, oh, we actually just need to plug back into this space, you know? And it took a little getting used to, I think, for a lot of people. But I was actually pleasantly surprised at how well um, people from outside those communities were like, you know, being out in the environment dictates a lot of yeah. your practice you know space yeah yeah and it's like it's territory w- totally and it's one thing to like theorize all of this stuff and it's an entirely different thing to practice it you know and the 
the nature itself was like practice. <laughs> nature does that all the time. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, and I, I think about that like, you know, nature is our benevolent dictator. It is our perfect political system. You know, um, she giveth and she taketh away. <laughs> and she's taken away a lot more than she's given. And she'll take away a lot more yeah. in the years to come. It's really sad. I was listening just the, this last week. They're like releasing the endangered species list now compared to last year. It's hard to not, it's hard to hold back my tears just knowing like some of the animals that are like now there. There's like 10,000 new animals that are endangered that weren't last year, you know, and mm. how rapidly we're losing species. And um, when you talk about approach to life, you're saying like um, sort of the humility and having that humbleness and being like, we're the only part or the species in this nature plan that doesn't really need to be here you know yeah or we do i mean that's that's something mm -hmm. that i keep running into too is like what is natural you know what i'm saying and what is man-made what is human-made you know um and how how can it not be a part of nature like how have we removed ourselves so completely from nature that even our most messed up heady practices not be a part of something grander, you know? Um, I think it's really difficult to describe now because we're in it, mm. you know? Um, who knows? Who knows what the what the future will, will, will talk about at this point, you know? Um, and I think it's only history that will, will you know, 20, 2020 hindsight, you know, kind of thing. Like, you can't... It's hard to describe this immediate moment. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, did the, did the, did the, um, did the rock feel bad when it crashed into the planet earth and killed 90% of the species on the planet? You know what I'm saying? Did it question itself? Um, was it do, am I doing the right thing here? You know, I don't know. It's that's, I mean, that's some, that's some far out things to think about, but I just don't know if, um, I don't know how bad we got to be in order to um, not be a part of nature. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what did the dinosaurs do? <laughs> Who knows? What did they do? I don't know. What? I don't know. I mean, but that, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, you know, we can talk about how horrible we are in our practices we can point fingers at the dominant culture we can point fingers at colonialism we can point fingers at all of these different things that have affected and poisoned and made us suffer right but at the same time um it's also made us really hard you know it's made us it's tempered us you know um mm. And, and it's tempered everything else around it. The species that die out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, it's sad. Not for me. You know what I'm saying? It's not I think, sad. I think there'll be some species that die out that you'll be sad about. Well, no. I, not in a cuddly panda bear way, but in a, oh, shit, now our, our food can't pollinate. <laughs> or, oh, crap. Uh, we needed that in order to, to have fish. Right, you know? right. But this is what I, this is what I mean. It's not going to be sad for me. Mm. I will be gone. 
You know what I'm saying? Like this is some Trump talk. I know, <laughs> totally, totally. But it's going to be sad for so. for future generations. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be sad for uh, the the idea of continuum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be tragic for for um, us in the future. You know. You have babies. I know. You have babies, dude. I know I have babies. Yeah. Some people don't understand that they have babies and that they'll have grandchildren. Yeah. They well, don't. The, they, they're not able to think that far. Well, and they've been taught otherwise for a long time as well, you know. And my my only thing is like, I wish we could. Um, I wish we could recognize our belonging mm. here, you know, rather than um, rather than deciding who doesn't belong and who's out of place, mm-hmm. you know, and, and scolding them for doing things stupid, you know, and doing things bad and backwards. Mm-hmm. How can we remind them that they belong here? You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're a part of this place. Like yeah. you, you have purpose here, you know, um, you can, you, 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 you make a difference, you know? Um, and I don't know how to engage and make people feel belonging you know what i'm saying i mean i mean even when we talk about indigenous and non-indigenous and and um uh us and them kind of like conversations you know that's that is also tragic to me you know i don't i actually think that the more i learn about and this outsider but lakota nakota dakota cultures is not really a lot of us and Huh. Them and indigenous and non-indigenous. What do you mean? Like just a lot of the prayers I hear, a lot of the practice, it's it's all encompassing. It's for all humans. It's about yeah the humans. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's like I mean and the people and the yeah how, what we how we translate all of our tribal names usually usually yeah. translates to the people from or of you know mm-hmm. like the human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. I think that's an interesting shift. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I introduced myself. I said I was Mandan, Hidatsa, Ricard. We don't even call ourselves Mandan. We're Nueta and Hidatsa, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I just, I think of all of these descriptors as, um, you know, the posts to, to run the wire around our, 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 our margin, you know? Um, the labels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think this is what I was talking about when I was talking about like identity politics and and different things Mm -hmm. like that. It's like the more we try to describe ourselves, the further away from the truth it becomes. Or being connected to the outside of what's not us. Yeah. I, where do, where do I end? And then the world begins. Yeah, Yeah. Totally. Totally. And that's why I say like, I really, yeah, the, that kind of being an adolescence, like that coming through identity that experience is not bad that experience of finding where your place is in the world it's like it's a human experience so where is our place in the world is it the center is it the world itself you're getting all <laughs> i mean i'm i'm trying to figure that i but i'm but I, I'm, I can't answer that question i don't but think how so. do we describe that you know what i'm saying like if we want to create I, I am very into trying to get people, um, I'm trying to get people, rather than decolonizing, re-indigenizing, 
you know what I'm saying? I just had this whole tour where I spoke at conferences and I was talking about how you can't decolonize things. You can't apply decolonization to ShamWow to everything. It only applies to tribal communities and sort of native organizations and, and places that actually have an understanding of that. You can't you can't make an academic institution decolonize. You can't make a corporation decolonize. It, there's nothing to build it up with. De- decolonization, de- deconstruction is breaking it down, and if there's no foundation there. Right. That comes from the indigenous culture. Is that that builds that foundation, or else it's just empty. It's just empty. It's just broken up. Well, that's my that's my fear of decolonization just even even within indigenous communities is that once we focus on decolonizing um we have to first uh uh say that we have been colonized you know what i'm saying like yeah that's it's, it's kind of the 12 like yeah 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 recognize it first. recognize right. it first but here's the problem it's falling apart Right, like like colonial practices have been have been crumbling for a while now. Well, and they're not rooted in the land in the West. This is my feeling too. Yeah, colonization came from where Britain, Europe, but then colonization even from back uh, from that Rome. is like Rome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So where did those kind of ideas and even they're actually not in the land here? No. It's hard to get anything rooted in the land here. Right. Because the land itself is already a thing. Exactly. You know? And I think that's true for the entire planet. Yeah. Um, and I think what happened with... with I mean, I, I was looking at colonialism and, and, and all of that. Like, once again, looking for this original poison, you know? And um, was looking at Rome um, because the, the, the Persian Empire before then... You know, you had Xerxes, right? King of Kings, you know, ruled over massive, you know, huge amount of of Asia, right? Europe and Asia, Africa even. Um, I mean, just like massive. And yet that empire was not built around um, uh, assimilation. Mm-hmm. They were like, do you? Do you completely just pay homage to the King of Kings, Right. And, um, but it was Rome that was like, if you are a part of Rome, you are Roman and you, you know, you're Christian. Yeah. Well, I mean, even before, Mm -hmm. before Constantinople, before Mm -hmm. the Byzantine era, like Rome itself, you know, was like, as they were building roads and connecting all of these sorts of places and building up their empire. Um, if Rome conquered you, you became Roman, you know, whereas like the Persian empire, if if you were conquered by the Persian Empire, you could still be a, 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 a um, Caucasus Mountain Gaul. You know what I'm saying? Dressed dressed in wolf hides, you know, and and you would be fighting alongside a Maasai warrior from Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like they maintained their culture even though they were under rule of a larger group. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that Roman thing was like no you can't do that you're roman now like put on this red sash you know wear these sandals these are the sandals that work on our roads you know um i don't know it's super weird but that traveled out all over and um and and of course it got it got bound up with with um christianity and catholicism you know all of these religious kind of um connotations which then took like uh, the land is for man's use and perverted that to dominance you know um 
like use and control are and two totally different. Right, right. It just yeah. it gets perverted over time, you know. Um, anyway, that's falling apart because that idea is, you know, if there is a if there is a outside of nature human construct, it's like that idea, right? Yeah, and I think that if there is, I think that, but I think there's communities who are even going past this. Like Stephen Hawking just last month said, we need to have an exit plan for Earth now. We need to figure out how to. This is Stephen Hawking's, like, he's one of my heroes. But <laughs> I was like, uh, where are you going, Steve? Where are you going? Um, so he's like, we we need to actually look at you know, basically colonizing Mars and getting. An, this other place built outside of earth because we were, we're already there. The damage is done. We can't go back. Um, and so the idea that, you know, technology and that the things that can save us while we're disattached from earth entirely, um, that, that blows my mind. You know, people are being, they're saving their brains to try to come back and be uploaded and, and, you know, um, there is this that that's there's still a worship. A lot of these people call themselves atheists, but there's still this ultimate belief and faith and in, in technology. Um, I'm saving us, but yeah. I think the people who are on there's and those people who are actually oh maybe there's a mixture of like actually still being human in nature and implementing that into technology and not just having it as this, this yeah. ultimate thing that's the answer. And um, we we don't even understand like all the microbes and all the bacteria no, that we, give us diseases and also give us health in the, in the earth. If we did, we don't we, even know if we like have a sterile baby. It won't, it'll won't, it won't survive <laughs> because you know, it'll have failure to thrive because it doesn't have that, those dirt and those microbes and yeah. all the bacteria and influence that you need to kind of be this complex human. Um, I know it's strange. I and the thing is, I was like actually talking to a microbiologist um, a few months back because that's my privilege. <laughs> what is, why is this a privilege? <laughs> I don't know. I get to talk. I mean, well, but I, yeah, but it's oh, Santa Fe. Sorry, no, no. I was, I was actually <laughs> I there's lots of weirdos. Here. I was actually in Oregon, <laughs> like Nobel Prize winners. I was actually in Oregon at the time. Um, but we were talking about um, he was he was saying that cooperation is the like core of microbiology, like all of these little things like cooperating relationship. Right, right. We talk uh, about where is the center. Yeah, where is the center? Well, and that's the thing: is are you the center of the universe, or are you the universe? Or is the spaces between us in relationship? Right, and what are those spaces? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what is the gap between you and me? You know what I'm saying? What is the gap between you and the sun? You know? Um, I don't know. I just think about, I think about this stuff. I sit in my studio and I think about this stuff. <laughs> and then I make little ceramic cigarette butts. <laughs> that they, they sound like little reefer butts right now. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. What is the gap between me and the sun? So you guys kind of broke down what decolonizing um, is and how it's not 
useful, but you never kind of, you kept getting really spatial, but you never kind of tied back in into like, what is the alternative? Like, can we talk about, now that you've talked about decolonization, can we go into like the other? Okay. And that's decolonization in the lamest breakdown of what decolonization is. I mean, there's, there are, there are communities that have been, you know, that are, Definitely. I mean, there are individuals, there are communities, there are entire countries that have been affected by colonialism and its practices and stuff like that. And I don't want to remove any of that suffering and struggle and perseverance and, and you know, survivance. Uh, you know, I don't want to take anything, any of that away from that experience, you know. But what I'm, But the thing is, if you succeed, you end up with nothing. You know, you end up at at a in in rubble you know rubble of the of the colonial yeah, if, if there's nothing to there's no foundation yeah, to build the foundation or fill in the cracks and right to, and, and to re reformat and restructure and so this idea of re-indigenizing like i like this idea because there's props to visner yeah visner does he does he we, say re-indigenizing yeah we took the class together i know but he i introduced us to that term he did yeah he writes about why he doesn't like decolonization he talked about how Reindigenizing was re, is retribalizing. That was his word. Okay, retribalizing. Yeah. I literally would just. I loved arguing with Visner. I do. I did too. I thought I was always the one that he didn't like hearing arguing from. Yeah, I thought so too until afterwards, and he yeah. was like, "Oh, that was great to have that conversation." Like, anyway, he likes a bit of feist. Um, but yeah, retribalizing was his focus because he didn't like that the fact that decolonizing is still. In, in reference and always in reference to domination of power and colonial power. Right. So right. re-tribalizing. And not just re, like, pan-Indian <laughs> indigenizing, you know. But what what if it wasn't Indian, pan-Indian? But this is why I like the idea of re-indigenizing, because I am yet to meet somebody on this planet who isn't from here. You exactly, know? and and so that's to me the Lakota. I'm sorry, but like <laughs> I don't. I'm just <laughs> well, but I mean, here's I just, the thing: my people are a little bit more warrior. We had islands. There's people really close. You know, we're on the mainland. You guys too. were backwards, though. That's yeah, the we're thing. totally backwards. And you come but from the darkest place in the world. Definitely, either you know, but you know the being from an island. I'm gonna look at ginger hair. I know. You Sometimes say, it's easy to have outsider and insider when you have a fucking island. You guys will eat each other. I understand. <laughs> no, we control the cannibal spirits differently than eating each other. It's actually taboo. But <laughs> that didn't stop you. It's controlling, it's controlling that spirit. It's knowing those ceremonies to control that for the world, by the way. We did that for everybody. Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's so easy to be inside and outside when you have physical geography and space. Yeah. Your well, people were in the center. You, you, your people were in the center. We no, we were the place. Yeah, we were the landscape. Like, and and that's the thing is that you could literally like see the other place. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are they up to? <laughs> you know, just like crane your neck a little bit <laughs> and see 172 miles. <laughs> but you see why othering is useful in small communities, though, right? Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I see how it happens. I don't. Happens. I don't know how it's useful. It was useful to. It was useful to, well, the, the islands are different. Useful to, honestly, pick up other mates from different areas because you can't um, really have partners from within the same community all the time. Yeah. Also useful well, to... Well, how do you keep your bloodlines pure? We don't. 
That's so taboo. It's it's interesting because coming down here and taking indigenous one on like studies one on one, where a lot of people from here like would stand up, like not to mention <laughs> Navajo, <laughs> being like I'm 100 percent, and like and having that, you know, and and really breaking that down in class, being like. Yeah. What is hundred percent like? You know, like no, I'm definitely hundred yeah. percent. You know, and people being really proud of it. It's like, mm, you know, in my territory, it's not good to be with your own people, especially if you're from an island. Like, it's just well. And so we have different cultural experiences. We're not all one indigenous. We have these different ideas about totally. Well, and be. then our line, and just like you were saying right now, our old borders were permeable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, were, a lot of them were shared. There's shared territories. Shared territories, but even family groups. Like you're saying, for procreation, for genetic diversity, our borders could not be, they could not be walls. You well, know what I'm saying? Technically, all our borders were ocean and waves, so it's kind of a little more fluid, literally. Totally. And <laughs> and if you could build a boat and you could make it here, you just might get laid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... Or if you ran through the four-foot grass. Totally, totally. Like, if I could see you, you know what I'm saying? If you agreed to participate, you know what I'm saying? Like... Um, I don't I, know if we got everybody to agree in our... No, no, but then you just kill those ones. Yeah. <laughs> you, or you traded really high, depending on who you're, what family you're talking Yeah, yeah, to. trades. <laughs> trades is always good, too. But I, I, I think about that within the context of our, you know... Um, once again, going back to like re-indigenizing, like how can we, I mean, here we are, it's, you know, 2017, it's the 21st century. Um, we still maintained and, and sustained and survived a lot of our culture, a lot of our knowledge, a lot of our mm-hmm. cosmology. We've lost some things along the way. Different people have lost different things. Yeah, Prior, we have to, prior to contact, that. Yeah. that also happened. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Prior to contact, we we gained some things and we lost some things along the way. And we traded some things. And we traded some things and we shared. You know what I'm saying? With with across the the borders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With with completely different tribal groups. You know what I'm saying? Like in the plains, we had like sign languages just in case we couldn't speak mm-hmm. the same language. Yeah. You know? We had uh-uh. the trading language in BC. Exactly. For on exactly. The trails. Yeah, and like, and and that's true. Like across the Americas, you know what I'm saying? Like goods had traveled, you know, n- very far. Yeah, n- just look at the, look at the pueblos. Yeah, yeah shore, to, and- shore to shore, you know, yeah. um, pole to pole, <laughs> shore to shore, pole to pole, and then out into the sea too. You know, I know. Um, the dominant narrative always gets me so angry. It's like, but you guys use things that are modern now. I'm like. Dude, there's a there's a difference between cultural appropriation and trading. Yeah, <laughs> everyone influences each other. Nobody's in a bubble. Totally, totally. I don't know where anybody told that this to is somebody. Each well, tribe was in a bubble and did not talk to anybody else. Exactly. Nor traded, nor married. I know, I know. It's amazing they made it this far. It's a good thing we got this country from them when we did. They were on their last legs. They were all living in bubbles. <laughs> And they didn't know how to use the land properly. Yeah, I know. It was there were trees everywhere. I know. They just leave their art. Dude, they didn't they just have... leave their art everywhere. We had to take it down and <laughs> send it back to Europe. They just left their art all over the place, man. <laughs> so we had to cut it down and yeah, Ruth. They were put it in a museum. God, they don't know how to treat their own stuff. I know. I know. It's so sad. And now, luckily, luckily, <laughs> our stuff. Um, 
you know, that used to maintain sacred rites and ceremonies and stuff like that are, are hermetically sealed. In a glass cigar box. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's, I'm relieved. I'm <laughs> I relieved. Mean, can you sleep at night? Yeah. Knowing well, I that used it's in to a have, glass box? Yeah, when I was, when I was... Um, in the sky, hopefully, too. Eventually. When I was in the uh, uh, 15th century, I, I couldn't sleep at all because... Uh, there was art all over the place. Uh, there were trees everywhere. And, but it was, <laughs> and I couldn't sleep, man. Yeah, I was like, things were dirty. We're wasting the potential of this place. I'm like, God, this could be a, cement. this could be wheat, <laughs> as far wheat? as the eye could see. This could be cement. It could be cement. Just tar the whole thing, dude. You know how many parking spaces with water features this could have? just evaporate. <laughs> And yet, we must find equality. Like, I can't wait till we're on the same level as them and have the, the you know... Center power looks really cool. Oh, center power's brilliant, you know? Because, um, you, you know, we used to live in Earth Lodges. Yeah. Like, and, and we put, like, you know, 15, 20 people in a, in a lodge. Oh. In one lodge. All communal. Like, generations. Oh, wow. You know, like, grandchildren hanging out with grandparents. It's disgusting. Oh, I could be by myself with kids, but in my own little box. Actually, it'd be better if you were just sterilized and in a box in the sky and just worried about yourself individualistically. I know. And didn't have any generations to bother you with your responsibilities. Well, that's where I went wrong. I had children, <laughs> see, and I'm a part of a continuum and now. And now you need to have responsibilities to them. I know. Those jerks. You could just care about yourself and traveling and observing everything in third person with... Cameras in front of your face. Well, they make selfie sticks so I could take my own picture and it looks like I have friends taking pictures of me, you know? Yes. And you can also just not take pictures and just go to virtual reality and never interact with gross humans again. (laughs) And you know what's in those virtual reality boxes? Some of our sacred items. (laughs) I could have ceremonies in Sin City. <laughs> ayahuasca. Yeah, ayahuasca ceremony. DMT. Yeah, not ayahuasca. Come yeah, on. Sorry, just I get it right. pure that's too, that's DMT. Too yeah, just, yeah. just the chemical form of DMT. <laughs> oh, and you know, and in that, that is how we re-indigenize. <laughs> we we poke fun at the absurdity of of its potential. You know. Yes. Um, whereas like, I don't know, it would, I would love to be in a community that had many generations oh, living in a single household, you know? I think about my mom and I think about, um, my grandmothers, I think about like, yeah, just how that, that, that's the only dreams I really have. Right. Like being in that community and really providing again, being in longhouse again, being able to do potlatch, being able to being ceremony and know the language and mm-hmm. it's not romantic, you know. We we had slaves. I'm not romanticizing. Well, no, I think had a life like we. There was some. There was some shit. Totally. I mean, we we definitely. But we learn. You know, we make mistakes and we learn. Well, like you that. know what we did a lot. I mean, we would take prisoners from mm-hmm. from things and they would be considered from the outside what a slave is. You know. Yeah, we but have slaves. They would do the work, you know what I'm saying? And then they would start emulating our practices, cultural practices. And then somebody would be like, you know, that, You're okay. that person over there is kind of good looking. <laughs> we could probably absorb their genes into yeah. the population. And then they became a part of the community. Yeah, and that's, that's it with our slave suits. I was talking about like social mobility. Like everyone's like, oh, America has social mobility. Uh 
There's a lot of class here. There's more class in Canada because it's tying to British class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys Mexi- are super classy up there. So, <laughs> classists. <laughs> not classy. Um, but class structure is very, very embedded. Like the British culture, can it, it depends on who you're colonized by. Canada was a lot by Britain, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but there's social mobility. Yeah, people used to take slaves as wives and husbands if they worked hard. But some of them would be adopted into families and get... Yeah. Get get cleansed, you know? Some of them would just die. Some of them would just die. You know what? Actually, every single prisoner, slave that we ever took in our communities, they all died. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, okay, so back to back to these ideas of... Re-indigenizing. We're, ne- we're never getting there. Right? No, but... But I, I have a couple ideas. So okay. Let me know when you're... <laughs> okay. So one thing, living in, in the United States, what I see is, um, you know, third, fourth generation, fifth generation of European settler in a country desiring to belong to place. And in that absence of... of the belonging that I'm familiar with to place, you know, like I recognize the incredible privilege of having um, geography, geology tied to um, um, uh, some of our, our cosmology, some of our, our, um, you know, uh, creation stories and stuff like that. But I've having physical landscapes to point to, to tell mm-hmm. the story is an incredible privilege, you know, um, and, and I say that because I see the lack of that within um, the larger American culture and trying to relate to this place, um, trying to belong to this place. And through that, there is a lot of um, uh, cultural appropriation, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, um, even like guilt you know, uh, uh, that, that's carried along with that and like trying to make it okay. Um, but what I see is that all of these folks from like European descent, uh, um, or, or, you know, wherever they're from, there was a point in history, if you go back far enough and their people worshiped the earth, just like we did, you know? And so it's, I think it's a, I think it's about time that because we're close to it still here and maintained it even under the, the, um, the umbrella of of Western American culture, you know, we've we or outright war <laughs> against yeah against yeah yeah those practices yeah. totally totally and but but also like um, absorbing them and applying them where it's applicable, you know what I'm saying? Like and and we got a lot of bad habits as well that we've learned and carried over from from being exposed to that. So we could do a lot of reindigenizing as well within our own communities, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, but I think it, I think what it has to come down to is, um, creating a idea of, of value and worth in that, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always observed externally by the dominant culture or, or where, what we've learned from that, you know, we view our own and it's either romanticized, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or it's um, frowned upon because it seems like uh, archaic, perhaps, you know. Uh, it, well, in some places that are Christianized, it seems 
too radical to right right i'm 39 now i guess <laughs> and when i was young and we're doing a lot of this a lot of this native youth movement work and a lot of um native media we were talking about decolonization and talking about ideas like this is not our food this is not our way maybe Christianity's not even our way you know um that some people it, it disturbed some of these magazines and some of these articles disturbed our own elders being like yeah this is radical well you know so it it depends i think this is a spectrum thing we're not talking about this as being a spectrum like everything's in life to me is is on the spectrum and you start with a place of the question, you know, questioning identity. Then it can go into decolonizing. Decolonizing what? Your diet, your practice. You know, whether it be spiritual or religious or artistic. Um, then you can go into re-indigenizing, retribalizing. Maybe after you've done some of that work. And it's like this long journey. And we're all at different points. And I really think about the youth and some of the even, like, the people in my family I've inspired when I started to get into that when I was a youth. They were older and adults, and, and somehow looking at youth, they get inspired to take a look in this spectrum as well. We're not all there, right? We're on different places, mm-hmm. and then we can't punish people for not being somewhere on that spectrum. Well, and moreover, I don't think we need to... Um, we don't need to hold it to our generation to resolve these things either. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it better be those next ones. They have to do all the work. Well, and that's, and that's, that's the thing, though, is like we talk, about, we talk about these sorts of things and um, it becomes really radical when people start thinking like, oh, so you're going to do that. You're going to be in that 100%. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, no, it took like 500 years to get to where we're at right now. Like, yeah. let's maybe take the next 300 to get us back to something yeah. that's, uh, you know, fucking better. If, you know? We, if we have the time in certain geographic right, right. spaces. Well, and now what we have is, is, is population. So it should be able to work. Population and, yeah. Faster. If, if we're not affected by environmental toxins <clears throat> and water rising. Well, no, no, no. no. We, always, we always are affected by yeah. those things. Yeah. And, right. and, and, and we have been for so long. That, that we've developed tolerances to them. Maybe it's just where I, where I started from, like decolonization, I, decolonial ideas kind of came into my life because I was part of this movement, right? This native movement on the West Coast that was there before I arrived to Vancouver um, when I went to Indigenous film school at the beginning. But it, it started with just simple ideas like, oh, the, the food we eat at powwows, is that, is that European food? Is that? Our food, or we do we get diabetes a lot? Like just simple things like that, and like is this is um is this how we practice um like caretaking our families? Not multi generational. Is it weird that I have multi generations in one home back at home? Like is that I was shy and embarrassed when I was young? Uh, you know, um, is that weird? You know, like no, that's that's how we do it. Instead of embracing those cultural differences of yourself and realizing it's not bad and not wrong. And that's like kind of the first step, you know, and then you start to have pride. And I think that it took a long time. Like, I think my parents' generation, my mom's generation, it wasn't cool <laughs> to really be a Native woman up north. Like, you tried to escape that. You tried to marry somebody else from outside the community and, and get out so you could maybe have jobs or, like, a, a viable life or... or 
you try to escape some sort of, a, you know, the oppression that was in certain communities. And, um, and I think that now kids are being born and they, they don't even come out with that. They're not even coming out with that that shame or that embarrassment or the hiding or the questioning of this is, oh, it's not the dominant way of being. Because um, they see things and there's enough of us now. Yeah. And they're just born with that pride right away. Um, and that's took a, how many generations it take to do that? Where people would used to say, like, try to fit in and get work uh, in urban communities and just not even tell people they're native or try to tell them, oh, yeah, I'm something else. Yeah. You know? I don't know what I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you, man. Or just agreeing, complacency, like whatever somebody label they put on them, just to, so they wouldn't be you know, discriminated against and, or fired or, right, right. or kicked well, out of the apartment yeah. building. And, you know, we've, 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 we've come some ways, you know what I'm saying? And I think at the same time, we've also, I mean, I think it goes back to like what we were talking about, identity and like the, the, the trickiness with, with, decolonizing, re-indigenizing, all of these other things is that, um, is, is the othering aspect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I mean, okay. And the reason why I say that is because if we're, if we're other and we don't like this like dominant culture kind of like practices and what, then we are automatically putting ourselves on the outside of that, right? And wanting to make a change to it, you know? Um, but I don't think that should be on our shoulders. I mean, that, that's one of my problems with decolonization is that it puts all of the importance of, of um, fixing something that's falling apart mm -hmm. on the people who are affected by the, the thing that, that needs fixing, you know? It, I have the same problem with reconciliation, honestly, too. Right, right. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. It, it's, it's shifting the, the um, you know, it's not, it's like, who cares about blame? I'll apologize and say I'm sorry. Like, I'll put it in a, in a, in a little letter and send it out and, and yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry. We did this to you, you know? But you got to fix it. You know, like, I mean, I think about that even with like stewardship within, you know, uh, native ideas of like stewards of the land and stuff like that. It's like, fuck off, dude, you fix it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why you think that this is going to fall on, on our shoulders to repair it. And I think about this even generationally, you know, um, we can't put we can't put the repair of, of re-indigenizing people, you know, to the planet on the next generation. And I swear to you, the, that generation, I love them and I feel so sorry for them. And I apologize to them every chance I get because I'm also super proud of them. I'm super proud, <laughs> yeah. super proud because they were born into turbulence Yeah, they were born into and they don't know any distance. other way. And they feel they have a sense of, from all of the efforts of generations before us and our generation and whatnot to like make it okay being born into the world without some of the chips, you know what I'm saying? Stacked against them. But at the same time, they're born into a place that is in turbulence. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like it's, it's a wash and all of the systems that were created in the 1950s are breaking down no. right now. And so, and so, to, to, you know, I think, I think one of our, our, our biggest 
we're we're our own worst enemy, right? Like we fight each other, and we try. And and this is like, especially with the internet and stuff like that. This is it's so easy to call people out and to point the finger at people not doing things right. At this point, you know what I'm saying. Because everyone messes up in the tiniest ways. Every day, somebody makes a mess up of some sort. Um, I mean, it's really. I really want to emphasize like hurt. Like if if people have major hurts, like and I mean major. I'm not talking about some words on some screen. I'm talking about physical violence, sexual violence, um, having their livelihood taken away. These are some of the things that, that happen just because of words, you know, um, and in opposition to just having words, too. So I think there is a there is a purpose for calling out, but there's a purpose for calling in and, like, calling out all the time because somebody does bad words is difference between calling out somebody who's going to be maybe har- harmful to the to some of the children of the woman in your community or to yeah. the neighbors, well, you know? I think we can call out, and, but we need to check in. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, with, with, you know, it's one thing to say, that's bad, this is wrong, you know what I'm saying? Which but we're it, allowed to say now, which nobody had a voice before to say. And right, right, they totally, didn't. totally. And, and So many people all over the world had, had was so repressed that nobody could say anything. Mm-hmm. And now we have this multi-channel internet where people are actually like wait a second i can say something and actually other people are experiencing the same thing so they get almost louder in choir and unison you know okay so with that being said and tying it back into like ideas of re-indigenizing if there is something that is like pan-indigenous or pan-indian that i recognize Mm. is adaptation Mm -hmm. we've and and I think this is a human experience. You know what I'm saying? Not We're particularly good. <laughs> human beings are so good at adapting. You you can put us anywhere, yeah. and we'll find a way to carve out it's a, like a, a pigeons living. and cockroaches. But <laughs> we're 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 amazing at that. So with that being said, like, I mean, I think about I think about the food we eat. All of these things that we've been exposed to through colonial practices and stuff like that. And it's a matter of adapting and washing out what doesn't fucking work mm-hmm. and taking what does work and killing it with mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we need to recognize that it's not a matter of going back to a place yeah. of, you know, we're not trying to make America great again. You Are, know what I'm saying? Aren't we? We, I, I mean, I, I honestly believe that there is a pr- there is a practice of of instead of like trying to rewind time, like let's move forward with this sort of thinking rather than trying to get back to a place where everything was good. Let's make it good, like it, it, with what we have now. You know what I'm saying? We have we have incredible. I mean, I think about this even with language. Like, it makes me sad that so many languages are are lost. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because there's ways to describe things that the English language has a hard time describing. You know, and and the English language is really lazy. You know, it, it's it, it's actually very, um, it's very dominant in itself. Mm-hmm. It's always like a subject that's that dominates or asserts like asserts force. On some object, mm-hmm. and and traditional indigenous languages don't do that. Things are relational, mm-hmm. and things that are objects are actually living, and they can assert their own their own power and their own way of um, being in the world. Right, and, and you have a relationship with it. And 
Yeah, language is really important. There's some really yeah, amazing I'm not youth picking it up. Holding this cup, we're we're together. <laughs> yeah. We're drinking coffee. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but okay. So with that being said, at the same time, you and I are having a conversation in English. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And so we we think in English. And so how is our philosophy affected by thinking in English? Well, I don't know. Because we can go back to me. I go back to the way I was when I really try to think about indigenous relationships with land. I think about myself as a child with the land. And so I understand that when I was a child, everything was alive to me. I talked to everything. Everything had um, agency. Everything was a relationship to me. And I thought in these kind of ways without knowing the native language. I think we all are kind of born. And when you're born and have relationships with language, um, with the language in English is not really your dominant way of thinking. Well, and, and when you're a kid, I think it's relationships and I don't interactions know how much, that are the, I don't know how much of that thinking I lost, even being subject to English speaking, you know what I'm an saying? English school and English yeah. school. And well, and because I was constantly, outsidered within those public schools. You know what I'm saying? Did you speak your language when you were young? No. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I knew my language mostly through scolding. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the negatives. Yeah, yeah. Like my, and, and th- so, okay, so through conversational, it was always through like scolding stuff or, you know, hurry up, eat your food. Uh, Get over here. Yeah, knock it <laughs> off. You talk too much. Um uh, like, like I, I love I, that there's I don't a sentence where you talk too much. Yeah, need so actions. That, that should be said to and, me. And all it would the time. be used. It would. Be, uh, my grandfather used to use it sarcastically to uh, my uh, older sister, who's quiet. Who's quiet? Yeah, she wouldn't be saying anything, and he'd just turn and look at her and go, "Need actions." <laughs> it just means you talk too much. <laughs> um, but so so it, it was that, and then it was. Um, song and prayer and ceremony, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where I knew the words, I knew the translation, um, but I wasn't, it was, it was re- repetitive, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't having a conversation. I was repeating how the song went for generations, you know, yeah. um, which is different. But you I were think, exposed, though. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. It was, it was well, and I think that's a also a lot of Christianity. In, uh, yeah. Our life, and and definitely not exposed to my grandmother or, yeah, speaking. Yeah. The language at all. Well, and and yeah, that's the other. And I and I, I you know, I'm from I'm from North Dakota. I am a I'm a res baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and didn't know that I was like, on a res as a baby. You know what I'm saying? Didn't know I was. Lakota, uh, Indian, Native American, whatever, you know. You didn't get sat down and get, get explained. Yeah, yeah. Nobody said that's what you are. Yeah. That's just what you were. And everybody else around you was that too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it it was a, it wasn't until I moved to Phoenix um, or moved to the Southwest, really. But mm-hmm. I think Phoenix is where it really set in that I was not them around. I was there not. It was not a part like the white guy that came in. Or well, I mean. The, Here's like the, the bootlegger. Like no, no, there <laughs> the was, the but, but if they came, if they came into those communities, they weren't outside of the community. You know what mm. I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh, there's the one white guy. You know what I'm saying? Who comes in? Plus, like, do my, you have a term for white guy? Yeah, what's she do? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which literally comes to you. Okay, yeah, translates to fat taker. 
Ours is um is white sea foam, like the white foam that comes in from the sea. Speaking of Kamsiwa. Kamsiwa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there so we do have other there is other, right? In our languages. Well, I mean And it's, it's a descriptor. It's a descriptor. No. The other is like we don't have a name for white people. You know what I'm saying? We have a we have a word for people, we have a word for white. We don't have a word for white people. But we did create was a descriptor, like you're saying. Descriptor. Yeah, yeah. Th- they could have been they could have been any color. You know what I'm saying? We weren't the calling fat them. takers. They were fat takers. They took the oh, ours best are definitely part. white sea foam coming in from the sea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which means like people from to me is like the metaphor for boats, mm-hmm. like white people coming in on boats or white sea foam coming in. There's a song about Kamshiwa hmm. people in our relationship. So, okay, so, so I grew up with that, and and. Um, and also, you know, I was born in 1979. Mm-hmm. So my parents' generation, they went through civil rights, right? Like they went through um, um, that native pride. And I'm from the plains, you know, where a lot of the like... That's all that was active. Totally. Hyper, hyper active, hyper um, uh, participatory and like we're warrior people. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not... And we were so used to fighting this country that like getting back into it was like a sense of pride. In fact, it was like, it was a way to identify yourself. Like I think about this from, from that generation, you know, the generation before it was like, sure, passes anything if you can. Yeah. 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 But then when they were establishing, um, pride in being native people, they, um, had to ask their elders, you know, like what? does this mean um they shared amongst communities because not all the elders wanted to talk to to them you know about what that means there are spiritual leaders that helped them you know guided them through all of that but then when it comes to the conversation around identity how do we describe who we are to a dominant culture how does the how do we validate that externally you know what I'm saying? And within that, what I saw was, and I see it even within like art, you know, because um, that's the industry that I work in. There was a, a romance about it. There was an icon. And for Plains people, it was pretty, it, I mean, it was a lot easier because a lot of the icons, a lot of the, mm-hmm. um, 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 what, what, what do imagery. you call it? Imagery, uh, stereotype, the stereotype yeah. of native people in this country. It's based on your people. Exactly, because we fought them. You know what I'm saying? Like they cartooned us first, and then Hollywood movies. Yeah, exactly. And And then news, terrible news articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, saying yeah, we scared the crap out of them. Yeah, you know, Um, because we we killed a lot of them too. You know what I'm saying? We made it very difficult to head west um, along the the trails, uh, you know, the the wagon trails and paths and stuff like that, and so. You put a leather headband on. You wear fringe. You know what I'm saying? You do all of these things that feed into the romantic icon of what a Native person is. Not because it's a part of your culture, but because it allows the dominant culture to see you as what you are, even though you are not what you're emulating. You know what I'm saying? I I think there's a little difference between being down here in the States and being in Canada, too, where we're more visible. 
Yeah. Sort of like equivalent to the back, black population in the States. Totally. And it's 1% down here, right? So Santa Fe's notorious for people, you know, dressing up. It's still headbands and the fridges mm-hmm. saying, like, we're here, you know. Uh, this is... This is the icon. This is the imagery, and this is this is our voice. Is this physicality? Totally. I Which can't, can't even hate su- on that. You I mean, know, if, if you're trying to get, I'll be honest. It surprised me even coming from North Dakota and then moving to Santa Fe and having the, um, you know, the real racism that that existed up in North Dakota versus the romanticism that mm-hmm. existed here. Which you know? is still racism. But it's still <laughs> marginal. You know what I'm still, saying? Yeah. No, um, it's still it's still based on race. Okay, but anyway, I say all of that because I recognize that all of those efforts have allowed me more voice in the 21st century mm-hmm. to speak. You know what I'm saying? All of the things that our generations have gone through to get us to this point. Yeah. I have way more privilege than the generation before me. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And... So that's real. Thank you, mamas, papas, yeah. ancestors. Yeah, grandparents. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like, I have not forgotten you. You know what I'm saying? And, and if I do things that make you upset, I apologize. But you have given me all of the, the power and voice to be able to make those statements. You know what I'm saying? And to, and, and to think the way that I think, um, which is incredible. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think that allows us to engage more with, um, around conversations, uh, like what an incredible privilege to talk about re-indigenizing versus decolonizing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that's, that's an incredible privilege. Like it's, it's movement. It is. And it's forward movement. Yeah. It's gain, you know, um, with like, with the work, I mean, I don't even want to say gain. It's working towards the bettering. You know, um, the, the, your, all the, all of the suffering that the generations before us have gone yeah. through. Which was just like anti-racism, just basic hu- struggling for human rights. Yeah. My, my mother wasn't a human until 1967. Yeah. In Canada. Native women, Native people weren't considered humans. I know. I was thinking about that because I was talking to a friend of mine about, um, Native people being recognized as fauna. Mm-hmm. in the Americas, you know, and to be careful around making statements around like, um, uh, um, we belong to the land. You know what I'm saying? The land does not belong to us. We belong to the land and laws that were set in place that are like, well, if that's true, then you are fauna. You know what I'm saying? You are like all of the other animals. And, um, hmm. I never thought about that before. Well, English is tricky that way, right? It is. Because it is. you can say that in your own language. A lot of people can say that in their own language about being part of nature. Yeah. But in English, it could be like legal terms and then Right, turned. right. Exactly. And it can be turned and we, you know, we've been affected by that. Our, our, our generations have been affected by that way of thinking. And yet I still believe that that way of thinking is better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's better to recognize yourself as not anything greater than the squirrel, the bear, the tree. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so how can we work? Like, wouldn't it be great if we could flip all of those sorts of laws and be like, oh, you're just a you're just a human. You're just a man. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, 
Like all these other things are endangered. <laughs> you, there's going to be 9.5 billion of you. We were joking around about that uh, <laughs> up at Standing Rock. We were like, God, if we could just be registered as endangered species, we might be able to get a little bit more laws here. You know, we might get a little bit more support. Like, the the river and the and the and the and the people and the people and the and the lake. Well, yeah, they're all tied together. Mm-hmm. So am I the center or am I the thing itself? I think you're the relationship. I think to we're the all other. I think, I think we're all the relationship. The, the, you know, the, but the other is not oh. the other. It's the your relationship to the well, no, whatever's I, beside you, whatever's in motion with you. Whatever exactly, in, because by myself in that box in the tower in the sky, I am fuck all. Yeah, I am. I am. I am an idea. You know what I'm saying? And even less than that, mm-hmm. but. You're an experiment. That's kind of no, <laughs> humans are experiments. No. It's kind of gone sideways. What I am, what I am <laughs> in that box is uh, uh, not just me, myself, the it, great we. No, no, but all all of us as individuals yeah. in that box become Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, we are both dead and alive at the same time. You know what I'm saying? We are in that box by itself. It can be both everything and nothing. It can be both alive and dead. And there's no proof to the box is open. However. The relationship, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is really what we are, right? Like, I have no proof of my own existence without it relating to everything, everything else. else in the world. And that, I love how you're so philosophical. You've always been like this philosophy <laughs> dude in the classes. No, I'm stoned. <laughs> stoned, man. <laughs> He's just so high right now. Um, I want to come back to like responsibility to each other. So if we're we're each other's, how can we be each other's own worst enemies if if we're responsible to each other in this relationship and we're connected to each other? Um, again, if you're in that box in the sky, neoliberal by yourself, individualism on the computer, getting everything delivered to you, um, you have no responsibility to anything or anyone, and that's the ideal way of being. And I, I just don't think we're getting out of this mess without understanding our responsibilities to to strangers, to family, to friends, and that we can't just pick up and get new ones. There's no other Chinupa, there's no other Ginger, there's no other Lena in this world. We'd like to think so. Oh, I can get a new one. You know, I'll just pick up and and consume somebody else and just get a new friend and there's lots of people out there and I'll move on and um, cut those strings and and ghost (laughs) and ghost you and kind of disappear. And I... It's so much damage to ourselves and other people with treating each other like disposable consumer goods. Hmm. And I don't, I don't think that we're going to get out of this without having responsibility. Each one of those relationship ties, whether that be the, the water or each other right now, there's a responsibility. Like, I have a responsibility not to harm your person right now, to not harm your children in the other room, to make sure that... <laughs> don't look at me sideways. <laughs> to, to to be my best self when I come into your space. You know? To to be open and, and kind of reflect whatever you need in this moment right now, whether you're going through a happy time or a sad time, you know? And I just... I don't know how to, to get that back into how do we help Western culture kind of get back to those feelings because they might not want to decolonize. I, I do think there's some really great movements happening in the West Coast where all the hippy-dippies are. Um, in Vancouver, there's a lot of um, Gaelic and Celtic and 
um, these white re-indigenizing kind of groups that are coming together. Mm-hmm. They're refusing to practice indigenous cultures that aren't themselves. Beautiful. Yeah, it, it is happening. It's a small pocket, but it's it's significant enough that there's there's groups, there's Facebook groups, and there's practice places. Yeah. Totally. But it's not help happening everywhere in America. It's just happening in these like more open spaces where people have listened long enough or have had relationship. Well, and I think, but I think once again, it goes back to um, uh, scale, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and time, you know, like I think, I think, you know, as we're talking about this decolonizing and um, re-indigenizing and all of these kind of like terms, you know, I think it's important to remember that we're not we're not on a on a on a road trip to get to a place. You know what I'm saying? We are working towards something and it's going to take a long time to get to that place. But by God, if I am not going to die trying to make it better, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And I and I think that's I think that's something that we can all recognize as far as, once again, talking about responsibility, you know, to one another. Um, Either you're working towards living in your little tiny box, a rugged individual, you know, uh, up in your tower, or you're going to make efforts to make it better for future generations, you know? And because we got here by little efforts to make Mm -hmm. things where they're at right now we can get back to the to not get back we can move forward to some place more beautiful by that same practice you know of making effort yeah and to make it better we're gonna stumble along the way there's gonna be some people who stumble we made mistakes there's things that in our stories that are like oh we did that thing and then this ha- this big consequence happened totally and so we learned our own tribes learned from it and moved somewhere else and then start again and said okay we're not going to make that mistake again and and then allowing for everybody to have a place, like either in the village or have a place around the fire or however you put it, like there's room for everybody to kind of come in, in and in make mistakes. In my condo in the sky. <laughs> Together. <laughs> there's room for everybody to kind of... On the internet? Not on the internet. <laughs> See, it's also a box in the sky. Um, you have no responsibility on the internet. You have no responsibility to people you're talking to. There's no consequence. There's no looking at people in the eye and having this connection where yeah. somebody can look at you and face you know, what I've said or what I've done or okay, how so, I've behaved. And, and it's vir- that's virtual reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love and hate the internet. It's given a voice to so many things. It, I, it, we wouldn't have a lot of this voice right now we're talking on the internet. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, yeah, this will go out on the internet. It'll be shared mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. That's the bow. Don't untie the bow. <laughs> That's know. not the bow. The bow, the bow is, is that uh, <laughs> you, you, you can use... You were tying it and <laughs> then you were going to untie it. The, the bow, is, I mean, honestly... There is no bow. Is there a bow? Look. Does the bow break in the woods? Does anybody hear the bow? I, but I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd, I'd love to resolve this conversation with a really nice kind of um, bow on it. You know, tie it up and it's all fine. But here's the thing. I don't know. I have no idea. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, once again, talking about being in it. I'm too close to it to tell whether or not anything I'm saying right now is valid. You know? I could be oh, wrong. That's your humility. Well, no, this, this could be... This the H-U-M-B-L-E. Could, this could be the <laughs> failure. This could be... You know what I'm saying? Like, all... I just... I don't... I don't know. You know. Come... Okay. I have a, I have a feeling. You know what you I'm ha- saying? You have kids you look in their eyes every day and you see what kind of world they can grow up in. They know that you can better. make for them. Right. They know better. All I'm doing is trying to make their dreams come true. <laughs> which they have access to now, which they, you know, if they were born or, or their grandparents or great grandparents, they might not have the, the chance to have what, you know, what we have or better. You see the resurgence. Yeah. You're, not, you're not blind to it. You're going to different communities. You're traveling all the time. You're talking to youth. I'm talking to youth who I swear that are 40 and 50 years old in spirit. Mm-hmm. Constantly they're, they're coming out and they're, they're tweens and they know more than I do. Yeah. And they, they see things in a way more holistic, unlabeled way than I could ever see them because I was trained with these English labels. I and know. So ideas. why do why do we talk to them? I like literally when I go and talk when I go and talk to those like younger generation. Talking to us, yeah. No, I'm like I'm like we're having conversation. I'm not talking at you. Mm-hmm. Like I tell them that you know immediately, and they have they struggle a little bit at first. Like oh, somebody. Is listening to us for human. Yeah, somebody adults. older than respected. us. Respected. Yeah. Am I adults? You treating me like a, a human? Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like their their exposure and stuff like that is is incredible. And um, and I don't want to, I don't want to pervert any of their brilliant thinking by some of my, um, learned old ways. Old ways. Oh, your old man ways. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> my old crotchety jaded woman journalist. <laughs> media ways well no and i think god when, when i was young things were hard i think we need to be careful about that honestly you know what i'm yeah. saying like in in all honesty i think we need to be very careful not to um share some of our our I, saltiness yeah, you know what i'm saying um, i agree because it is hard out there and there they got a nice they got a nice slate that they're working with you know they got a good ground it it is. It's yeah. an interesting. It's, it's like run. yes, better for a lot of our tribal nations, but as a whole world right now, it, it is tumultuous. So they have this almost a tipping balance. You know, I was. It, it's yeah. It's kind of almost reversed from like other generations that might have had a better. I okay. So there was species in Earth, but way a, less. There was a little bit agency. of thinking that I was that I was that I've been engaging with, and it's around the idea of crisis. Right. Mm. So crisis is not the exception, but the rule Mm. that we exist in crisis. Mm. And crisis is that um, I I was I was relating it to the way we walk. Um, We take we take a step and we plunge ourselves into an unknown. We have to act in order to continue walking forward. Right. Mm. So we're in crisis right now. You know what I'm saying? And and. Not right now, specifically at this time, but every moment, the experience of life on the planet is crisis. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is the rule. It is always at the edge of make effort, be responsible for the next action, and continue. You know? Um, so, quit tripping up. 
quit tripping up, world. <laughs> Take a good step. Or if you trip up, I mean, we need to catch people. No. We need to catch people and help them back up again. No, no, we step on their backs. <laughs> we climb over them. If they're making the wrong steps and they fall. We just kick them in the nose we step on the way to after their, we <laughs> We step on their neck right. We step right. And we have to publicly take a photo of it and shame them too. Because <laughs> that's tradition. <laughs> that's super tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with this one, Jin. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Chinupa. Yeah, thanks, thanks. thanks, Lena. <laughs> Thank you, Chinupa. Our common stream. 